Okay, so we're starting Daf Yud Zayin. We're at the second to last line on Tezayim and Ubez. We're going to continue with the sugya of Nidui, okay, which we're going to refer to as Cherem. We, as we explained before, there's Nidui, which is level one, and then there's a concept of Shamta. We're going to touch on that today, where it comes along with a some sort of curse, and then after subsequent Nidui's, like we had um, in the Haggah on the bottom the other day, that after sixty days subsequent Nidui's, they would ratchet it up by doing a Cherem, which was more strict, right, during Cherem, uh, for instance, you're not allowed to teach Torah, that'll be a little bit negated today, um, as opposed to, uh, you're allowed to learn on your own, okay, we went through the sugyas last time, the Rambam and Hilchas Talmud Torah over there, but let's get started over here, Amar Rav Tanachem, Beredi Rav Chia, Ish Kvar Akai, Amar Rav Yaakov, Bar Akai, Amar Rav Samloi, okay, so either Rav Tanachem, Beredi Rav Chia, Ish Kvar Akai, Amar Rav Yaakov, Bar Akai, but Amri some say that it was Rav Tanachem, Amar Rav Huna, that's who said it, but Amri some say it was Rav Huna, Luchudei, but either way, what the following member is, Talmud Shanida Lichvoide Niduyav Nidui. That if a Talmud goes ahead for his own covet, decides somebody went against his covet, someone was Mavaza's covet, and therefore he can enact, he can put somebody in Nidui, we'll call it, like I said, we'll colloquially call it Cherem. We can call it Cherem. Okay, that he, can, he can put a guy in Cherem for a personal, something that the guy did to him. Okay, so Tanya, where do we see this from? How are we going to prove that a Talmud, a Talmud can, even a Talmud, okay, not, not even a Rav, a Talmud can put somebody in Cherem for a personal affront to him. To Tanya, the Bryson says, Menudel Rav, Menudel Talmud. That if the Rav puts a certain per- person in Cherem, like Cherem, the head, the Rebbe, then Menudel Talmud. Then he's going to be Menudel, not just to the Rav, but to all the Talmudim as well. Menudel Talmud, if the Talmudim put him in Cherem, ain't a Menudel Rav. He's not going to be in Cherem towards the Rebbe. So like this, Okay, so we see that if the Talmidim put him in Cherem, it only it's only effective for the Talmidim, not for the Rebbe. Lamai. Now what sort of Cherem are we talking about? We have two options. If the reason why he was put in Cherem was because he did something that was, that was against the Kaddish Baruch Hu. He was standing up for a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Well, then guess what? It doesn't matter who put him in Cherem. If you did something that was an affront to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, the man, the Cherem, the Nidoi would apply to everybody. So we're bringing a riot from here from the fact that we see that there is a certain type of Cherem that when the Talmud does a Cherem, he puts a Cherem on somebody, that it wouldn't affect the Rav, the, the, the Rebbe, that can't be for Mili Dishmaya. So Elamai must be that he did it for his own personal covet. Amar Rav Yesid. Yesid says the following. That a Tzorban a young Talmud Chacham, can enforce a din for himself. Sorry. What are you? Six lines down. Seven lines. Amar The mils of the Psikale. Yudzayin. Yeah. So a young Talmud Chacham can go ahead and can paskin for himself when he, it's something he's sure about. There was a certain young Talmud Chacham who got a bad reputation. Okay, now normally when we say when he got a bad reputation, it usually refers to some sort of Averis around Arias. So what are we supposed to do to this guy? Right, there's smoke, there's fire. We have to be concerned, okay? And there's a bad Shmua, so we got to do something about it. Liavid Lishamte to put the guy in Khaim Tsrichile. Tsrichile the Rabbana. The Rabbana need him to teach Torah. Okay? So we can't put him in Khaim. We can't we can't do a Nidui. To which the Ridva asked, I don't understand. We just said, and if you remember we learned in the previous year we went through the Rambam and Hilchas Talmud Torah, which said that a person in Nidui could 
teach others, and you're allowed to teach him. So what's the problem over here? We can't put, do, put this guy in Nidui. What's the problem? We can't put this guy in Nidui because we, we need him to teach? So what? It's not a problem for a guy in Nidui. So there are a couple of answers. One of them is that, no, what he was actually trying to do was a more severe form. This was a cherem. It was later down the line. It was a cherem. And then he wouldn't, like we said, somebody in cherem is only allowed to learn privately. They're not allowed to teach or be taught to. Okay? So that was one. So, but anyways, this was a conundrum over here that they couldn't uh, do a shamte. They don't put him in cherem. So this guy's got a bad reputation. Who knows what he's doing, right? And therefore, we have to do something. What are we supposed to do? Rav Yechanan said the following, The lips of a kayin will guard das. So we're going to... Okay, so we're going to have a play on the Pasuk over here. in was just talking about that he will guard the Torah, you should want to learn Torah from his mouth. How do you put this together? If the Rebbe is like a Malach Hashem, pure motives, he's good, then seek to learn Torah from him. However, so what happened? So he got the message. He said, well, anyways, we can't learn Torah from this guy because he's got a bad reputation. And therefore... Oh, we got to put him in cherem. Anyways, we can't learn Torah from him. So, what was the whole reason they were concerned that that, that they wouldn't be able to learn Torah from him? Anyways, we can't learn Torah from him because he's not of sterling character. He doesn't have, and therefore, like we see in this pasuk, he's not like a malach Hashem. And therefore, Shamte Rav Yehuda, Rav Yehuda went ahead and put him in cherem. L'seif Ichlash Rav Yehuda. Rav Yehuda was ill. Okay, he was on his deathbed. He was about to die. Us Rabbanon l'shiula base. So Rabbanon went to go say their goodbyes. But also Iunami Bahadayu. He also came, and they explained that. He came and he had to stay four amas away. You know, I'd be within Dawid Amas of a person that's in Cherem, that's in Nidui. Okay, so he was, he was Dawid Amas away, but he came Lamaisa to visit. From here, they bring a raya. There are some people that bring a raya that how do you know that if a person's about to die, that you can go, even if a person's an enemy? This guy there obviously was at odds with Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda put him in Cherem, yet he still went. So, Kanchazia Rabbi Yehuda Chayech. So, Rabbi Yehuda saw this guy walk in, the guy who he, he had shamte, he put him in Cherem, he saw, he walked in and he smiled, he laughed. So Amr Leh, the guy got insulted. He said, Who governed now? You put me in Cherem. Right? You kick me when I'm down. You're laughing at me too. Amr Leh, Rabbi Yudha says, I'm not making fun of you. I'm laughing because my mind is clear. My conscience is clear. I have a clear conscience. Even a great Tamil like you, I wasn't. I didn't feel the need to flatter, and I did what had to be done, and I put you in cherem, and therefore I'm smiling, not on you, it's about you, it's because of you, but not, I'm not smiling, laughing at you, I'm, I'm smiling because I'm, I'm, I'm going to the, next, to, to the next world, the world to come with a clear conscience, I did what I had to do. died. So now, also the Bay this person who was put in cherem, Rabbi Yehuda, he comes to the Bay Madrasha, comes to the base Medrash, Amr he wants to be out, let me out, Rabbi Yehuda's gone, let me out of my cherem. Amrlehu Sharili, Amrli Rabbanan. So the Rabbanan said like this. Again, we have a quadri again. Gavr the Chashak Rabbi Yehuda Leka Hacha Delishrilach. As we said before, that it has to be somebody, at least according to some of the Shan, it has to be somebody who is Chashav. Okay, so Rabbi Yehuda put you in Kherav, only somebody that says great Rabbi Yehuda, or like a Nas, could take you out of Kherav. Problem is, Elazil the Gavr the Rabbi Yehuda Nasiya. So the only person that's capable of doing that is Rabbi Yehuda Nasi. You got to go to the Nasi, Delishrilach. Also, Lakameh. So the guy who was put in cherem shows up in front of after the death of Rabbi Yehuda shows up in front of Rabbi Yehuda and see the Nasi Amarle the Rebbe Ami so the Nasi tells Rabbi Ami Pike Ayin Bedine 
Go check into the situation over here. If we can, let's see what the din is. If we can go ahead and let this guy out of the cherem. Ayin Ravami Bedine, Savar Lamishrele. So he decided, okay, he did his due diligence and he decided, you know what? We're going to let this guy out of the cherem. Guess what happened? Amen Roshmo Manachmeni. Roshmo Manachmeni stood up. Al Raglov, okay, he stood up, and he said, Uma Shifchal Shabes Rebbe. The Shifchal Base Rebbe, who put somebody in Cherem, they kept her Nidoy for three years. And that was so serious. Yehuda Chavereinu, this guy was put in Cherem by Yehuda, and we're now, as soon as he's gone, two seconds later after he's gone, okay, body's not even cold, and we're going to go ahead and lift the ban, lift the Cherem. So Chavereinu, Allah has come, Bekama, Merav Zera, Man de Kaman, Dasa, Inna, Haisam, Ben Midrasha. What are the chances that this guy, Rosh Hashanah the guy who got up, he wasn't a regular at that show, at, at that base match. He happened to be there that day. So he, so he said, Rebbe said, what are the chances that he would happen to be here on a day like today? Many years this guy didn't come. All of a sudden he comes. He happens to be here. Pumped on this day. He stands up. He's very strong in opinion about it. So you know what? Okay, we were going to allow, we were going to undo the nidui. We're not going to do that. Okay, it's a sign. Okay, one second. So, so we see from here it's a sign that we shouldn't let him out of the cherem. So they didn't let him out. Okay, so this guy... He came to try to plead his case to get out of the Nidoy after Rabbi Yehuda died, who was the one who put him there, and they said no. Nafa ki kikabachi ba'azal. So he left, left the base medrash. He was crying. He was going. Asa zibura abikem v'trakta amsa. It bit him on his amma, on his uh, private part. Okay, v'shachem, and he died. Interesting story. Rashi says, uh, Taisus says, why? So we explain that this guy, remember, why was he put in Chaim? Because a bad reputation went out about him. Usually bad reputation is about a rias, which involves the Aver. And therefore, that's why Mida Kenegan Mida, says Taisus. So they went to go bury him in the Ma'arta, in, in the Ma'arta de Chasidi. So they went to go ahead and try to, to bury him in the, in the burial places where they buried the Chasidim, but like Kibluhu. Okay, they refused to accept him. Okay, now Rashi says, what does that mean? The Hadra Achna Lamarata Pascha That a snake curled around the entrance to where the Kvuras of the Hasidim were and wouldn't allow them to come and bury this guy in. So they went to the next Bex, Lamarta Didaini. They went to the, to, to, to the Kvuras of where they buried Dayana Vikiblu, my time. So why was he still merited to be buried amongst those who were still Chashiv? David Krabiloi, because Lamaisa, at least he did love Krabiloi. Ditanya Rabiloi, Aimer. Yes, even though a bad reputation went out about him and this guy had Taivus, but still, Ditanya Rabiloi, Aimer, Imra, Adam, Shiitsoi, Misgabra, love. If there's a certain person that is Yetzir, is Misgabra, which obviously occurred to this person, Yelech Lamakam Sheim Akirin, I say, he should go to a place where nobody knows who he is. Vilba Shechem, which wear black clothes, Vyasatev Shechem. Okay, and um, adorn himself with black clothes. He should do what he wants. We'll have to talk about this in a second. Okay, so this guy, at least, he had Taibas, but at least he went ahead and put on the black clothes and went to a different city. So therefore what? So therefore he can now do whatever he wants. It's, it's a carte blanche to do whatever Averis he wants. Rashi says, obviously not. Rashi says, um, what does that mean when we said do what he wants? No. Right? So it's a way that a guy, he had the, he had the pro, a presence of mind to go ahead and do this to get himself in the right frame of mind. So by putting on black clothes, so it's a way of reminding him, okay, right? It's just like serious, somber, and gets him in the right frame of mind, and will get him out to get him past his typhus. Taisa says a little bit differently, same idea. 
Okay, the Kasser of Rabbeinu Hanan, Chas for Shalom, Lehutr Lelasas Avera. There's no way he could have done an Avera. And that's one way of explaining it. The only problem is that we bring the same Gemara, we're going to have it again soon, a little less than a month, almost exactly a month, the test Zion in Chagiga. Taisus says over there, he says, Taisus in Chagiga says, And he says, he says that no, so he says not like that. He says, So we're going to see in Chagiga that the Sugya says the other way, which is Mashma, that you're still better off going off and doing the Averis. So again, we have Machlikas and Sugyas here, whether when Rabbi Loi said that you should put on black clothes, doesn't mean that the guy's doing the Averis, or Chas Shalom, of course you're not going to do the Avera, right? it's just a frame of mind. Right? Is it, are you getting a license to do the Avera or not? That's really the question. Okay, Shivcha Shabbos Rebbe Mahi. So now we alluded to the story of Shivcha Rebbe, right? We, we brought that in and said, because Shivcha Shabbos Rebbe, we took the Shamta, we took the, we took, uh, of just the Shivcha of Beis Rebbe, we took, when she put somebody in Nido, we took that seriously, so too for sure, we have to go ahead and um, take Rabbi Yehuda's Nido seriously, and we can't just, just because he passed away, can't go ahead and allow it. Shivcha Shabbos Rebbe Mahi. So what's the story of Shivcha Rebbe? The Amsa to Beis Rebbe, Chazita Lahu Gavra, so she saw a certain person, Dava Machvi Lebnoi Gadol. He was hitting his, he was abusive to his older son. Amra Lihava Ugavra Bishamte. She said, That guy has to be in him. Why the Kavar? Misham Lefnei Iver. Lesite Mechshal. Okay, because before a blind person, you can't put a stomach block to time. Lefnei Iver, Lesite Mechshal. The Maka, what does that refer to? Maka Lebnoi Gadol, Akasu Badaber. It's talking about a person who hits their elder son. Why? Because just like, right, you're not allowed to put a stomach block in front of a blind person, they might trip and fall. So too, if a man hits his Benoi Gadol, you know what his Benoi Gadol is going to do? Hit him back. And that is a problem. You're not allowed to hit your father. So he's, by hitting his son, he's causing this, he's basically motivating or causing the son to hit him back. And that is the problem. That is, that falls under the left name. So Reshakish was guarding a certain orchard. So a guy went, okay, and he started, he stole figs. So Reshakish yelled at the guy, hey, get out of here, stop it. He's taking, he saw he's taking figs. From the garden, he's supposed to be watching from the orchard. Amar b'shamta. So he said to the guy who was taking things, the guy didn't listen. So Amar, Rashakish said, you got, you're in Cherem. Amar lay. So the guy, you know what the guy said back to him? Oh, you think I'm in Cherem? You're in Cherem. You're Rashakish are in Cherem. Okay? So, why? Because So maybe I took Tainim I wasn't supposed to take. So bring me to Beznan and I'll pay you for it. But you can't go ahead and just put me in Nidoy. You can't do... That's not one of the things you put in Nidoy. I, Frechtesis, what are you talking about? We, had, we listed the other day 24 things you get put in the Chayim for. And one of them is, right, if you steal money, you go to Bezdin. Tesis says, you got to go to Bezdin. Yeah, you're right. If you go to Bezdin, you don't pay, they won't put you in Chayim. But here... So if I don't bring you to Bezdin, then, I, then now he can say, I can, you, go to, you can go to Chayim because... Well, no, no, you didn't, but basically what the, what the guy said to her, Shaka, she's like, you didn't give me due process. You had to take me to court. And therefore, since you didn't do due process, I can put you in harem now? Well, we'll, we'll get together in a second. What he's saying is, okay, what he's saying is, you have no right to put me in harem. That's what he was saying. Now, I'll put you in harem. Why? Because the din is, and we'll see this in Gemara in a second here, one of the 24 things listed by the Ramam, in fact, it's the last of the 24 things listed by the Ramam, putting in harem, is, If you put somebody in harem who isn't really supposed to be in harem, he's in harem. 
So he says to the guy, he says to the guy, stop taking this stuff. I'm putting you in cherem. Well, you can't put me in cherem. You got to take me to court. Oh, and you're putting me in cherem? Well, you're putting me in cherem. Shall I kidin? Now I can put you in cherem. Guess what happened? Yeah. So this guy, you'd have to say, was some sort of. It's it's funny. It's a funny story. It's a funny story. You have to say he was on the yeah, he was on the level. But at least he was clear. But let's see, he was clear that Rav Shalkish needed to be put in cherem because he went in and put this guy in cherem. Shalakid didn't. Let's see what that's talk. What happened? Leich Asim Lemidrasha. Rav Shalkish went to the base bedrash. Amar Lei. Okay, so they went. Okay, Rav Shalkish said, "Okay, this got messy fast. Let's let's go sort this out." Amar Lei Shaloi Nidui. His what he said to you. That's a Nidui. Like we said, Ramam listen. Last of the twenty four things because you put him in cherem. Shalakid didn't. Shelcha ain't a nidu, but yours is not. Umata kante. So what are you supposed to do now? Okay, so now Rishakar says Lamaisa and What's he gonna do? Maita kante, zilagabe, so go to him, delishrilach. Okay, go to him and appease him. You know, say, make you say your apologies. So Rishakar said, I got a problem over here, and we're going to dinner this. He says, The problem is, I don't know who that guy is. What do I associate with this guy? I have no idea who the guy was who put me in Kherim. Loyadanale. Amrule, so you know what they told him? Zilagabe Nasiya Delishrilach. You can go to the Nasi and he can. He can go ahead and get you out of the Nidu. And we don't know who did it. So if somebody put you in Chayim, you heard somebody put you in Chayim, but you don't know who it was. You can go to a Nasi and he is able to undo it. I guess he was him in Bezin and got money. I don't know. Not the point of the story. Then he knows who it is if he went to Bezin. Right. Okay. Yeah. I guess. So I guess that's a good point. I guess not. I guess not. That's the, that. That wasn't the moral of the story over here, right? Amar Rav Huna Buusha Eskinu. So they establish in Usha they establish Abezin. Fascinating. Abezin. We're going to see here. Shesarach. Then an Abezin. So somebody again. He was an Abezin judge. That Sarach right went off. Did what he wasn't supposed to do. Ain't menadim. I say, don't make a public display out of it. Don't be menadim. Ella, what do you do? You give him a warning. Ella, let your actions weigh on you. Go to your house. Chazar v'sarach. Now, if he doesn't, he's still right. So, go to your house. Think about what you did. We don't put him. We don't put him in either. First, he's in a position of power. It's a bad luck. Give him. Give him like a warning. Okay. Now, if he goes ahead and does it again, menadim. I say, then you will. You'll be menadim. You will put him in chayim. Rebnei chil Hashem will plead with Rishakish, and this argues with Rishakish because you know what Rishakish says. Damar Rishakish, Talmud Chacham Shesarach ain't menadim. I say b'farhasya. We don't do it at all. Period. We never crucify a public, a fish, uh, you know, a a a a chash of guy, a guy who is a right. What we're saying here is a Talmud Chacham. We're not going to go ahead and be menadim. Shenemar as the pasuk says, v'chashal to hayoyim, v'chashal gam navi imcha laila, which tells you what. The guy stumbled, Lila, Kiseu, Kalila, cover it up like the night. Okay, make it go away. Hush, hush. Okay, and therefore, if the guy's a Tamakacham, we don't want a public display of Nidoy on him. Marzutra. Chasida. So Marzutra Chasida Kibi Chaivit Sumerambanan Shamta. So we have some stories over here. When Sumerambanan, for whatever reason, needed to be put in Cherem, Beresham Shamti Nafshei, he would do it to himself first. He took it so seriously. I'm going to do it to him, I'm going to do it to myself first. Then, Then he would go ahead and do it to the Talmud. When he got home to his house at night, he never let the night pass where anybody that he would have put in Cherem, that he put in Cherem. So he did it because he had to do it, but he took it very seriously. Huh? Unless you abolish it. Stam Nidoy is 30 days. We said unless you're in Zillow Fiasle, right? Unless you're unless you're Mephias. And Astam Nido is 30 days. Amarav Gidal Amarav, Tamakhamanadala Atzmay, Umefer La Atzmay. Tavakham can 
go ahead and be minad. He doesn't need to do it with the bezdin. And he can abolish it. Amar Papa Tesili. So Rapapa says, I gonna get a lot of schar. You know why? I never put a young Tamil Chacham in Cherem. When he was Chayiv Cherem, right? When he, when, when he did something that, that warranted it, hey, what would I do? Instead, I would give him Malkus. Okay, they would take it, they would put it up for a vote, and I was I would always vote and say, give the guy Malkus, don't put the guy in Cherem. And this was a Machlikis we had back in Pesachim. I don't know if you remember, but there was a back and forth. One man number said that. Cherem uh, is better than Malkus. So he held the Malkus was better than Cherem, better to give him that. My Shamta, so again, what is Shamta? So we know Nidoi, right, there's, there's, uh, there's a process. What is Shamta? So the way it's understood is Shamta is Nidoi plus a little extra claw. Amarav, Sham, or Shame Misa. Okay, we basically curse the guy, Shame Misa, and deserves death. He should be destroyed. And when a person's shamta, so now how effective it is, is it? It's like fat smeared on to a oven. Okay, when you put fat, when you smear the inside of an oven with fat and then turn the oven on full heat, that fat gets absorbed into the oven and never comes out. So you're saying it's effective, never goes away. There's always some sort of remnant of the, the ill effects of the shamto. You plead She says, no. Just like the shamta went into your 248 limbs, it leaves. How do we know? The Pasuk says, Okay, again, refers to cherem. Cherem refers to the limbs. Havu, right? So saying that it, cherem refers to the limbs. Okay, saying that when you are put in shamta, as if it ends in a cherem, it goes in. And yeah, Kishui Yait said the Chsiv, the Pasuk says, Berechem, Berege is Rachem Tiskar, Rachem Bigmatria Hachi Havu. Rachem is also 248, like Cherem, just jumble the letters. Okay, and therefore what he's trying to say is, Berechem, when the Shamta goes away, it, ta- it leaves the body, just like when it comes in and enters, whatever effects it has, it takes, it, it goes out with it. Amar Rav Yosef, Shadi Shamta Gnuva, the Kalba, the Edi Day of the, if you put, a shamta on the tail, right? You put the tail of a dog in cherem, it will be effective. Why? Where do we see this from? The Ukabal, there was a story with a certain dog, he was eating the shoes of the Rabbanon. They didn't know which dog it was. Okay, they anonymously said, whichever dog is doing this should be in cherem. Okay, the tail caught on, a tail of a specific dog caught on fire. They knew it was that dog. And it burned, okay, it burned up the tail. So we see that the shamtoy works even on the tail of a dog. Hau Alma, get another story of Nidoy, Hau Alma, bully. He was bothering a certain bully that was starting up with a certain Rabbanon, a young time. Yosef said, go put the guy in Chaim. Amarle said, I'm not putting in a Chaim. I'm afraid. This guy's bullying me already. Imagine what happens if I go ahead and I tell him he's in Chaim. Amarle Shakili Petiche Aleha. says, write it down. Kol Shekane, he says, no, I'm even more, there's one thing I tell him something, maybe he'll hear me, maybe he won't, I don't know, it'll go away, but if I put it in writing, that's much worse. Kol Shekane, the Mestafina Mine. Of course I'm going to be more afraid. Amarle, he said, Shakli, take it, Achte Bekada, put it in a uh, uh, earthenware jug, Achte Bekavri, put it in the Beis HaKvaros, Bekari Be Alpha Shapuri, okay, below a thousand shofar blasts into this uh, jar, Ve'arboin Yoimin, in 40 days, Azal Avad Hachet, Pachakada Umis Alma. Okay, the, the kada, the, the earthenware vessel exploded and the bully died. Okay, now what is pshat in this? So the marsha 
says, Ki adam So he says, the earthen, when you write it down and you put it in the earthenware vessel, since a person is like a klicheres, in like takana, ki shvi the breaking of a klicheres is like zui misasai. And therefore he said, go ahead, you don't want it, you, you're too afraid to give it to the person, put it in the earthenware vessel. Okay, symbolic of giving it to the person. Okay, and then, va'achte be'kavri, okay, kisham yeshviras. So why did he put it in the, in the, in the Beis HaKvaris? Because he was showing, that's where, that's where this thing meets its end. Again, the Kad references the person, the earthenware vessel. So he's saying the person's going to die based on this. And the thousand shofar blasts, he says, because Elef is the highest of the numbers. Okay, and the reason why a shofar, like we're going to see, we're going to see, Okay, very soon we're going to see that what is a what is a shofar? Why shofar blast? We'll see this in two lines. Shofar blasts are because that is it's symbolic of us paying back. That's why we do a, a shofar. It's effective. It's 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 a way to say that it's effective. That shamta is effective. It works. Okay, and therefore, see so he blew the blast, like we're going to see. And why the forty days? That goes connected to Yitzirus Ha'adam. Okay, and we're saying my tavra, matam. The reason why um, why you went ahead. And the shvarim, this nidoy worked, okay, because, um, because uh, basically it, it's actually, it's, I'm not going to say, it's commemorating the 40 days that a person takes to, uh, to, for a person to be born. So we're symbolizing the wasted uh, opportunity of this bully. And then takas, and, and they think that the marshal is saying that that's the kayach of what he did here. It was symbolic, and that's why it ended up working. Kind of like, uh, I don't hate to say it, but it looks like, uh, you know, voodoo. I stick the pin in the thing, and uh, yeah, okay. My shapuri. So what are the shofar blasts? Shenefraim imenu, right? Why shofar? Because it's symbolic of the word shenefraim, that it is an effective way of getting vengeance, meaning that, again, fancy way of saying that nidoi works. My tavra, why do we blow like a shvarim, a shofar blast, broken blast? Amr of Yitzchak, of Yehuda. Tavri bate rami. Because a shamta, a nidui, putting somebody in cherem is able to break the haughty, bate rami, the high things. Wherever Chachamim put their eyes, okay, meaning went ahead and put somebody in cherem, so oimisa oini. What we're saying is it's effective. It'll do something, it'll be effective. Whether they'll die or become poor, but either way, it'll be effective. Okay, let's go back to the mission now. Now we're going to get real, get into Hilchas Avelis a little bit. So we said, Right, who is allowed to take a haircut on and who else did we say? They go ahead. Part of their tahara process is to shave. So if it occurs on cholamayit, that's when their days are up, when they become tahar. So therefore, in order to become tahar, they need to shave so they can go ahead and take a haircut on cholamayit. Now, by so these people that we allowed, any of these people we allowed to go ahead and take a haircut on Cholomite, is it that they didn't have time before Yantif? Or let's say they did have time, but it's a blanket hatter, and it doesn't matter whether they could have got it done or not. It means that they didn't have time. Even the guy comes back from Medina Sayyam, but he had time to go ahead and get a haircut, and he didn't do it. Asurin. However, Nazir Umitsaira, so that is people who got out of jail, Medina Sayyam. If he got back in the morning, if he had time to go to get a haircut, then we're not going to allow him to go get a haircut on Cholmite. However, Nazir Umitsaira, who are also amongst the ones that we allow to get a haircut on Cholmite, even if they had time to go ahead and get a haircut on Arab Yantif, and they didn't do it, 
Why? There's still going to be much to take a haircut. And that's because the concern is that, that so on the seventh, let's say Mitzvah, for example, on the seventh day, they would shave their hair. Okay? And then normally on the eighth day, they would bring their kabanas. And we don't want to give them reason to um, not bring their kabanas as quickly as possible. We'll say Rashi is the eighth day. Okay, but the problems with that, huh? They can't bring their kibbutz unless they cut their hair? They, right, they have to cut their hair first. So what we're saying is like this. So if, so even though they should have done an Erev Yantif, the mice of the guy to do an Erev Yantif. So if we don't let him go ahead, really, okay, he can't bring, he can't bring his karbanos tahara on first day of Yantif, but he can bring it on Kalamai. So if we don't allow him to shave on Kalamai, we'll end up postponing his karbanos all the way till after Yantif. We don't want to do that. And therefore we said, even though the guy should have taken a haircut when he could have should have done the Taglachas part of the Tahara process earlier. Since Lamaisa, he didn't. We'll allow him to go ahead and do it now. Okay, so that kind of period here. Now we're going to go into a new segment. Now let's talk about Avelis over here. So our Mishnah went through a bunch of people who were able to take a haircut on Cholamite. It did not list a Kayin and an Avel. Not listed in our Mishnah. Somebody who's Avelis ended. So let's talk about Avelis for a second over here, vis-a-vis Yantif. So, we know, we went through Amdaf Tezva, a lot of things, 14 total uh, things that were Nagea to, to Avel. There were 11 restrictions, there were three other Minhagam that they had, but there were 11 restrictions that they had. Elu Dvarim Sha'avel Aser Bahen B'yamarisha Imen So the first day of Avelis is Aser, Vishar Shiva Sayamim, says the Ramam, Vishar Shiva Sayamim, Ha'evel Usser lesaper, that's the first thing. And now I'll take a haircut. Then he lists a bunch of others. We're going to get through all these. Okay? But the first one is you're not allowed to take a haircut. Now, that is during Shiva. Midal Rais on the first day. The different say from for the other day, says the Ramam. But we're assuming right now all Shiva. Let's treat it all the same. So during Shiva, seven days, okay, he is not allowed to take a haircut. Then what comes after Shiva? You have something called Shleishim. Okay? That's for the, for the next 23 days. Okay, you need, you also, some of the restrictions stay, which are, the Elu Devarim Shabal, Asr Bahem says the Raman Kol Shoshim Yoyim, Asr Betas Pires, taking your haircut again, Uva Giyah is pressing, Vini Suin, you can't get married, Subchas Mireis, you can't go to parties, okay, Velelech Peschari, Medina, Medina, okay, so those are the five things. There are five restrictions of them, and the one that we're referring to, because it's in our Mishnah, talking about taking your haircut, so again, you're not allowed to take a haircut during the Shiva, you're not allowed to take a haircut during the 30 days, okay, even the 23 days after. Now, what happens if, um, if your shiva runs into Yantif? Okay, so the, the normal, to talk about a normal case, if, if you, you start shiva at all, and then you hit Yantif, Yantif ends the shiva, you're done, okay? If you get through eight days, meaning the shiva plus one day of Shleishim, then Yantif will end the Shleishim. And the din is that if Yantif is going to end the Shleishim, after that, since you allow me to take a haircut, we allow you to take a haircut on Erev Yantif. Since your Shleishim is going to be over, even though Erev Yantif is not really over, it's only getting interrupted by Yantif, we allow you to go ahead and say, okay, Erev Yantif, you can go ahead and take that haircut. If your Shleishim is going to be over. But if your Shiva runs right into Yantif, so then we won't allow you to. Okay, so now, Tana. So we have a Brisa that says, Hakayin ve'avel mutarim begiluach. 
a Kayin, and again, our Mishnah does not list these two things. So we're going to have to understand why the Bryce says that a Kayin, we'll have to explain that case, we'll get to that at the end. Now, hi Avel Hechidami, which Avel are we talking about? If, let's say, the eighth day of his Avelos fell Erev Yantif, so then, when he's, why are we, why is the Bryce saying he can go ahead and take a haircut? On Cholamayid, I don't understand. We just said, He should, since Yantif, like we said, will stop Hishleishim, he, the din is that he's supposed to go ahead and take a haircut Arab Yantif. Since he was supposed to take a haircut Arab Yantif, and we're just building on what we said before, and he didn't, well, if he didn't, then we shouldn't allow him to take a haircut during Cholamayid. Should have done Arab Yantif. So the Gemara says, okay, you know what's going on over here? That, yeah, he went eight days, so his Shleishim started. Since his Shleishim started, the Regal stopped it. Since the Regal stopped it, he could have or should have taken a haircut Arab Yantif. The problem was, Arab Yantif was Shabbos. You know, I don't take a haircut on Shabbos. So therefore, since he couldn't take a haircut on Arab Yantif, we allow him to take it on Cholomai. That's the case of the Avel. Okay, says one second. Really? He should have actually gone ahead and taken the haircut on Erev Shabbos, the day before Erev Yantif, day seven. Why? So let's discuss. This is Machlikis Rabbanan Abashol. Abashol holds two things. Number one, Mixasiyam Kikulay, which means, let's say your Shiva is over like we do now. Mixasiyam Kikulay, when it comes to Shiva, you get up right in the morning. As soon as they sat a, a couple minutes, the morning of the seventh day, that's what we call Mixasiyam Kikulay. There's another concept he also holds of, which is Yom Shvi'i Oyle Lakan Ulakan. That since seventh, funny thing, since seventh day, Mitzvah Kekulay, so your Shiva is over right in the morning on the seventh day. And so now we can start Shleishim on day seven. Yom Shvi'i Oyle Lakan Ulakan. It'll work for Shiva and for Shleishim. So Abishal holds that. So therefore, in a normal situation, Abishal would say that if day seven was Arab Yantif, Right? Then, if they said it was Erev Yantif, then your Shleishim started. Since your Shleishim started, Yantif interrupted it. Then Yantif ends your Shleishim. Right? Like we said. So what we'd say day eight is according to Rabbanah. Abishol would say day seven because your Shleishim starts on day seven. Now, what we're saying is like this. If day eight fell out on Shabbos, the halacha is like Abishol. Not like we said, mixed the Yom And Yom Shvi Yolakan Ulakan. However, the Chachamim who say normally, when do you say you're a day into your Shleishim only on the eighth day? Abishol holds you're a day into your Shleishim on the seventh day. Is Bishachal Shmini Shalodiyas Bishabis, Erev Aregel, Shem Mutter, Legalech, Erev Shabbos. The Chacham, the Chacham, the Chacham agreed to Abishol, when Bishachal Shmini Shalodiyas Bishabis, Erev Aregel, when the eighth day falls out on Erev Yantif Shabbos, Shem Mutter, Legalech, Erev Shabbos. So you say, I don't understand, what's the case over here? You want to tell me that the, it's the eighth day, Erev Yantif. Erev Yantif is a Shabbos, so the guy can't take a haircut. Okay, so he should take a haircut. Yesterday, because the Rabbanon will agree to Abishol that will allow, since Yontif will end the Shleishim, will be making and allow on the seventh day, the Rabbanon will allow him to go ahead and get a haircut on the seventh day. So he should have again, he should have gotten his haircut on the seventh day, because Erev Yontif, which is the eighth day, is Shabbos. 
So we should have done it on the seventh day. So Vaiter, why are we allowing him to take a haircut during Cholomai? He should have taken it the haircut of Shabbos. So the Gemara says, what are we talking about? Okay, so what's the case over here of Abel? The seventh day, his seventh day of Shiva fell out on, on Shabbos, Erev Arega. So it's not the eighth day, Erev Yantav Shabbos, it's the seventh day, Erev Yantav Shabbos. So now let's put this back into what we know. Tana bara, the Tana, now we're, tra- we're going to come and address. The Tana of the Brisa said that the Avel is allowed to take a haircut during Cholomite. Tana bara, savar la, ke abashal. So the Tana of the Brisa holds like Abashal. What does Abashal hold? That Yem Shvi, Eil Lakan, Lakan. The seventh day would, would symbolize both the ending of Shiva and the first day of Shleishim. So when Shleishim started, Erev Yantif, okay, but it's Shabbos, Yantif will end the Shleishim. So now we can't allow him to take a haircut on day six. We can't take him back a day because this is only day seven. The first day you could possibly end the Shiva is the seventh day. So therefore, his Shleishim is going to be over. His Shiva is going to be over, but it's Shabbos. He can't take a haircut. And therefore, we'll allow him to take a haircut on Cholomai. If you hold like Abishol. Like we explained, the seventh day, which is Erev Yontif Shabbos, his Shiva's over. And his Shleishim starts. He's now an Inus. Okay, and therefore, we'll allow him to take a haircut during Cholomai. Make sense? Good. Now, Tana Didan, however, the Tana of our Mishnah doesn't say Avel, which means in this specific case, he's going to hold. You're not allowed to take a haircut, Cholomite. Why not? Tana Didan, Sabr like Rabbanon. He holds like the Rabbanon, the Amri, Lo Yamrina, Mixayam Kikulai. We don't say Mixayam Kikulai, meaning you need a seven full days. The Akati Lo Shalom avails to Shiva. So what he's saying is like this. <coughs> Therefore, on Erev Yantif, the whole day, which is Shabbos, the whole day is Shiva, your Shloishim never started. Your Shiva took you all the way up till Yantif. And you know why you couldn't take a haircut on Erev Yantif? Because, because you were still in Shiva. Not because it was Shabbos. Therefore, you're not considered an Inus. You're not an Inus. Right? Because you were in Shiva. Now, it was Shabbos. And therefore, since your Shleishim never starts, Yantif doesn't stop your Shleishim. And therefore, the Rabbanon, again, the Tana of our Mishnah, which holds like the Rabbanon, didn't list this case of Avel. Yes, and the Mepharshim explained there are other cases of Avel that possibly could have. Okay, but this case of Avel itself would not be applicable. Okay, again, seventh day is Erev Yantif. It's a Shabbos. The Rabbanon hold. When, how long does Shiva go? The whole seven days. So Shiva runs right up until Yantif. No opportunity to shave. No opportunity to take a haircut. Okay? Because it's Shiva. Not because it's Shabbos. It also happens to be Shabbos, which will preclude you from doing it. But like we saw in Abishol, if you held Mitzvah Yom Kikulai and Shiva ended in the morning, since, like we said, if you held Abishol, Yom Shvi, Elokan, Elokan, since Erev Yontif Shabbos, we would have said that's also not just the last day of your Shiva, but day one of your Shleishim. Yontif would end your Shleishim. Since Yontif would end the Shleishim, we would allow you to take a haircut. But since it's Shabbos, you can't take a haircut. Ah, you're an Inus. 
Well, guess what? We know what the din is for Aynas, says the Brisa. The Aynas is allowed to take a haircut on Cholomite. The Rabbanon hold, just to work back to Cheshman over here, that your Shiva goes the whole seventh day. Therefore, your Shleshim never starts. Since your Shleshim never starts, Yantav's not going to end your Shleshim. If Yantav's not going to end your Shleshim, then we don't allow you to, to take a haircut error of Yantav. And therefore, there's no case of Aynas over here. It's Shabbos. Yeah, I understand it's Shabbos. But it wasn't a day, even if it was a weekday, even if it was a Tuesday, says Rashi, you still wouldn't be allowed to go ahead and take a haircut. Now, so that explains the Bryce's case. We had a Bryce's case of, we said, like we explained, the Bryce said, there are two cases, we just explained Avel, of where the Bryce holds that you would be able to take a haircut during Chalm night, but the Mishnah holds, you wouldn't. So that is one case. What is the case of Kain? Hi Kain What's the case of Kain? So if you tell me that, like we know, the Kohanim was split into 24 Mishmaris, each one served for a week. Okay? On the Regal, when it was Yantiv time, all the Mishmaris came to serve. So now, let's assume that his Mishmar was over Erev Regal. So then what? Why are you allowing him to take a haircut? Now, we know, just like we said, Yontif, right? We came in. What's the reason why you're not, allowed to, you're not allowed to take a haircut during Yontif? Because we don't want you coming in when you're maneuver to Yontif. We want to make sure that you took a haircut before Yontif. So too, by Mishmar, we had the same din when we discussed the Mishmaris back at the end of Tainus, right? We discussed this. And we said, why, are, if you, why when the, the Mishmar, the Kayan of the Mishmaris were not allowed to take a haircut, why? Because we don't want them coming in with their maneuver. So therefore, let's assume his mishmar, his week ended Erev Yantiv. Okay? So, Elam the Shalom Mishmar to Erev Haregel. That is Mishmar finished Erev Yantiv. Ibayla Galuche Erev Haregel. So I don't understand. Why is, why is he, why is this Kayin going to be able to take a haircut during Cholomite? Let him take the haircut Erev Yantiv. Like Tzricha the Shalom Mishmar to Beregel. Okay, so what's going on over here? That his mishmar finished right in the middle of Yontif, right? Mishmaris were Shabbos to Shabbos. So what this means is that um, the, the uh, Yontif started in the middle of the week, okay? Since anyways, all the mishmaris would go and serve, they would all be on duty then. So anyways, this guy's regal, this guy, in the middle, he's in the middle, right in the middle of his Shabbos, he didn't finish his Mishmar, and he runs right into Yantif. Well, guess what? He's on duty again. So now, right, so that is our Tana. That is Tana Didan. And therefore, where am I up to? Tana did not read from Tana Dun. Again, the Tana of our Mishnah didn't say Kain. Why? Because he holds Savar. Since he's going to be on duty anyways for Yantif. So the Kain, he, he was on duty, he was his Mishmar before, and then it just continues through Yantif. So he has no opportunity to take a haircut. He's always on duty. Kain that's in his Mishmar while he's on duty can't take a haircut. Okay? However, the town of the Brisa, who says this Kayin can take a haircut, Savar, he holds Afagab the Shaykh Bahanach Mishmaris, even though you're right, he is Shaykh to both. 
both the Mishmar, that was his week, and the one that ran into Yontif, and even though they continue, one continues to the other, his Mishmar just continues onto the Yontif when everybody's on duty, Mishmar to Miyashlemale. Since his Mishmar was finished, therefore, he holds that his Mishmar was finished, since his Mishmar was finished, so we'll allow him to take a haircut because his Mishmar was finished. Okay, so the question is, are we considered, when the Mishmaras run into each other, do we consider that as one long Mishmar, and therefore, like, that's the, our Mishnah, ton of our Mishnah, and therefore you can't take a haircut, or do we say, no, it's two different ones, and therefore you could take a haircut because the Mishmar, your original Mishmar, ended. And that is the ton of the Brisa. So one more, just quickly, ton of Rabbanon, one more separate din. Kol elu sha'amru mutaran legaleach b'mayid. Any of... The people listed, let's say in our Mishnah, which we said, are allowed to take a haircut on Cholomai, Mutaran Legaleach Beimei Evlon, are allowed to also take a haircut when they're in Ava. Okay, so for instance, what we're thinking this means is a guy comes out and gets out of jail during Avelos, he could take a haircut. Frech the Gemara, what are you talking about? Vatanya Asur, no way. Guy comes out of jail, is Asur to take a, is, is, no way. Guy comes out of jail, is Asur to take a haircut. During, if he's an Aval. Amrav Chista, Amrav Shila, Kitanya Hacha, what are we talking about? Mutarim, Bishetokvai Avelev. When did we say that you're allowed to take a haircut? That's when you have, unfortunately, Nebuch, a guy has back to back Aveluses. Let's say, Chasr Shalom, somebody loses the father and then the mother. Back to back. So they have to sit twice. So therefore, what we're saying is, when they have to sit twice and he gets out of jail, we'll allow him to take a haircut. Frechting Amar, well, why, why do I need the jail thing? What are you talking about? That's a general rule. Anytime a guy has to do two Avelos and never back to back, we'll allow him to take a haircut. Ditanya, as we learned in a bright, so takfu Avelos, If a guy unfortunately has double Avelos, one runs into the other, if his hair gets too long, we'll allow him to go ahead and cut it with a razor. And you're allowed to wash your clothing with water. Okay, so we see that Tukfu Avelov. So what are you telling me? The guy gets out of jail and Tukfu Avelov, he can get a haircut. We're saying that even just Tukfu Avelov, I don't need the getting out of jail or the or getting out of prison or, or coming back from uh, overseas. I don't need that. Even without that, I don't want to take a haircut. My answer is, no, we had conditions. When we said, yes, a Tukfu Avelov is allowed to go ahead and cut his hair. It's only with a razor and not with scissors. And it's only with water and not with soap. Okay, not any sort of cleansing agent. So, and therefore, so what we're saying is like this. Any, when you have Nebuchadnezzar's back-to-back, will allow you, you're right, will allow any regular person to cut their hair with a shinoi, to do laundry with a shinoi. But a guy who comes back from Medina Sayyam or gets out of jail in Tukfu Avelos, then we'll allow him to take a haircut the normal way, we'll allow him to clean his clothes the normal way. So we see from here that an avel is normally aser betach is aser to do laundry. Okay, I'll stop here.